Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's not too late for Jim Irsay to clog your toilet. Welcome to a championship round edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hartigan. Is there anything better than pulling your starters during a freaking playoff game? Say it with me, Danny. Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Uh, With us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, are you worried about Arrowhead becoming Burrowhead this weekend? That's disgusting. Next question. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, you played center in high school. Uh, how would you rate Zeke's performance at the position? I would rate it uh, two out of two butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, joining the show today, uh, he's the host of multiple NFL podcasts, including the Ringers Philly special. We're lucky to have Shiel Kapadia. What's up, Shiel? What's up, guys? How you doing? Dude, We're doing, it's the best time of the year. Pretty good, I'd say. I'm all right. <laughs> Uh, Shield, you've been covering this league for, I think, around 15 plus years now. Um, Is it still as enjoyable for you as when you started to watch the Cowboys end their season in the dumbest possible ways imaginable? I mean, listen, I'm staring at my 40th birthday coming up in a month. I didn't need you to say 15 years. My gosh, that is uh, absolutely. (laughs) That's a compliment. uh, It's a compliment. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, that was like, I I don't care who uh, wins these games. Like I'm rooting for content. I'm rooting for my picks against the spread, my takes to be correct. Like I'm rooting for Shield Capadia. Like if I could have a jersey, it would have, you know, I'd be one of those guys with Capadia on the back because I want uh, myself to not look like an idiot considering the ringer is paying me for this. But uh, I was really hoping for an Eagles Cowboys NFC championship game. Cause I, I live in Philly. I thought the buzz would be out of control. Uh, it would be fun one way or another. And so I picked the Cowboys in that game and, uh, yeah, I was sitting actually right over to my right and let out quite a large cackle at that last play. <laughs> like, like Zeke's gotta be thinking, what did I do to deserve this on my last play of the season? Running backs are already, you know, short career spans and they put him out there at center and the guy just gets leveled. So yeah, that, that will be a memorable play for everybody. Now I, maybe it's just me who recognized this, but the Hill Mary was done to the Cowboys I thought that that formation kind of resembled an attempt at a Hill Mary involving Cavante Turpin. Did anybody else see that? Is that, am I stupid? The Hill Murray, of course, at the end of the half with the chiefs uh, a couple years back, uh, I, I, they must've been, I think they wanted as many skill players on the field as possible for just endless kind of uh, laterals, but it just never got there. <laughs> and what were the linemen supposed to do? Where do, why are they lined up? When is a lineman ever checked with the ref to make sure he was lined up correctly? They don't even know how to do it. 
They don't yeah, know I, how to do it I, properly. I, I, yeah, I, I have no idea. I mean, someone, this is not my original thought, but I can't remember who said it. Like, how much time did they spend practicing that during the week when, you know, maybe there were some other things maybe they could have been working on considering they scored one touchdown and 12 points and Mike McCarthy was, you know, very conservative and botching clock stuff. Like, maybe not the best use of resources given how it played out. But uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe in another world where they score a touchdown there, we're having a different conversation. There's a uh, real world that chance that they skipped kicking practice to right. run that a few times. Yeah. yeah, Jerry Jones was just trying to cram all the misinformation into Brett Maher's head before the game. <laughs> um, so, Shield, are you an Eagles fan? I know during the Philly season, I think you got caught up in Philly's baseball, which yeah. so did I. But are you feeling anything for this Eagles season? Do you care at all? I'm really not. I know people like he is. Olek doesn't believe me. People don't believe me. I mean, I grew up an Eagles fan for sure. I had the jerseys, was going to games uh, with my dad and was obsessed with it. And then once I started working in the business and not to be like, you know, hoity-toity journalist, but once you're like reporting on a team, uh, and I think most like people who work in the business would probably tell you the same. You're like, you just don't care. Like you, like I said, I, uh, it, it's a very sort of like, um, I don't know, if arrogant or what the right, like self-centered way to look at it. But you're like, I hope I write a really good piece after this game, or man, I hope our <laughs> podcast becomes the most popular Eagles one out there. So uh, I really don't like, even when they were playing in week 18, Solak was making fun of me. Cause I was like, you know, the best story here might be if they choke and lose again and actually go from the one seed to having to go to Tampa in the wild card round. Like that's a choke that nobody would ever forget. So that's kind of how I view the Eagles. You're right. The other uh, Philly teams, I'm definitely like, Oh yeah, I'm a fan of all I got Philly's hats over here i'm going to the games uh and cheering but i've never really like covered or uh written about those teams so it's a, it's just different for me uh with football and with the eagles that's interesting uh you know uh, the way that jamel and danny and i uh met and started this show was in a writer's room for a tv show and i would say we have a similar jadedness if that's the right word for uh that uh, industry as well. So I completely understand, you know, when the we're, Oscar we're, nominations came out today, uh, I could not care less. I really us again, missed our scripts that our spec <laughs> scripts that we put together painstakingly. Uh, and me? also we are the most unrepentant homers for our team. So the exact opposite of what you're doing. Well, that's not true yeah. at all, dude. I'm a journalist, bro. The fuck are y'all talking about? Nah, dude, you think I love the commanders? I don't know. If They're not easy to love. Can. Yeah, I don't know that anybody <laughs> loves them. Yeah, we all got this. Had the same thought there. Uh, okay, let's get into it. Let's start the show the same way we do every week by going around and asking what we hated about watching and or covering football last week. Danny, let's start with you. Kick it off. What'd you hate about football last yeah, week? Yeah, uh, you know, Mahomes getting injured was bad enough. It felt like my soul was being scraped out. I was fetal all the way through halftime. Mm. It was a bad time. Um, I'm still kind of riding the the sad wave off of that. But you know what was worse? This line. I will donate my ankle to Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's a direct quote from no less than 7,000 guys on Twitter. First off, no one, no one wants your ankle, dude. It's got varicose veins and sock marks on it. And it would be utterly useless to the greatest quarterback of all time. You're going to have to lose it anyway because of advanced diabetes. 
But the bigger issue is that there are too many repeated jokes in the sports universe right now. Someone gets injured, you get the give, you know, hurt player my body part line. That happens so much every week. Someone comes back from injury, you get the Kevin Nash wheelchair fake out meme. <laughs> you win the game, you get the x-ray with the dogs in it. Yeah. Then the next day, everyone's trying to find a way to awkwardly cram the word him into their name. Like, you know, Chris Tim McCaffrey. People, these jokes are over. They've been over for years now. It's like my wife at this point. Like, who's left in the world that hasn't seen them? I don't want to see likes on these anymore. That's that's my point. Just don't like these posts. The only likes should be from sex bots. And if anyone I follow has liked one of these... And you know one of these tired bits if you've seen them. You will be blocked. That is the sorry we love football guarantee. We will block you for just liking a post like that. Get some new material. Go Chiefs. Chris Tim like- McCaffrey is uh, the, the president of the Netherlands, right? He like lives at the Hague. <laughs> I mean, Danny, I like that you're issuing out kind of a just a policy going forward, I guess, on our social media accounts and just a show policy. But you're right. I mean, we've seen these jokes all a million times. Um, I don't know if new ones are coming out that often. I mean, we have just friend of the pod, Josiah Johnson, Mm -hmm. basically is the only person uh, consistently churning out new versions of these jokes. But he... He is the ringleader. He is he is leading the band on all of these <laughs> memes and jokes. He throws something out and then everybody else follows and you know, it, it gets to 2 3 years later and it's like, "All right, we can move on at least to his next one that he did." I, I would go even further and say he's really the only person who should be allowed to have a Twitter account and actually tweet. We can all just look at what he's got and we can laugh because he's he's genuinely and authentically funny and comes up with creative stuff. We can all look at that and laugh. No one else needs to tweet uh, ever. And, you know, that can just be Twitter. Us all looking at Josiah Johnson's tweets. I would be OK with that. So now true. I will argue if you if you guys want to team up on some new memes, I do have a DVD burner. I think there's some stuff from the 80s that hasn't been touched yet. If we go far <laughs> enough back, we can pick up some new memes. We can blow like up that. our we we can blow our 300 Twitter followers' minds with new shit every week. <laughs> Come on, man! Yeah. A clip from Better Off Dead. We could sure. change the way things are done. Could take over the gun. Okay, uh, Shield. Moving on. Uh, what'd you hate about watching football last week? I hate, and I'm kind of embarrassed. Like I've had to cancel uh, with you guys a couple times, and the first time you gave me the prompt of what we were going to talk about, and I'm like sticking with the same thing from uh, a few weeks ago. All good. It's I'm tired of every announcer during these games. They show a coordinator on the sideline. That guy's going to be a head coach. <laughs> that guy's got to be a head coach. Dude, Tony Romo, there are five head coach openings. If every coordinator you said <laughs> is going to be a head coach this year, like you would need to have expansion. You would need to have 36 teams, and every coach right now would need to be fired, and there would need to be 36 head coach openings. I don't know why we have to go through this charade. I don't know why. I'm probably the only person in America, in the world, who this annoys. But every time, like from basically from like week, I would say 15 on, because uh, that's when you start thinking about, all right, what, what's the offseason? Who are the coordinators? 
They just pay it. Like he did it on like the second play of the Bills Bengals game. They go to Leslie Frazier, the Bills defensive coordinator, who I think it does, generally does a very good job, had a terrible game on Sunday uh, and and has had a couple bad playoff games. But like he did on the second play and then the Bills had like the worst defensive performance of the entire weekend. Joe Burrow's just going up and down the field on him, completing passes. So at least wait till like the fourth quarter, see how the game plays out, see how the coach is coached. And then if you want to hit me with that, maybe I'll be a little bit uh, less annoyed. But yeah, that uh, I hate seeing that week in and week out. Bro, and then as a, as a black guy watching this, it's like, come on, Tony. You know they not. You you have pointed exactly. out four <laughs> black guys. Thank you. They, Leslie, there is Leslie no way. She doesn't even get an interview. Leslie Frazier's not <laughs> going to get an interview from these owners. Have you not been paying attention in the last 20 years? Yes, he's more qualified than Joe Judge and Urban Meyer and Matt Patricia. But guess what? That was the case three years ago, Tony. So either tell us why they're not getting interviews, why they should be a head coach. But you and me both know he, Leslie Frazier is not getting an interview. In fact, he hasn't even gotten an interview, much less a head coach. Coaching job, I'm with you. Yeah, every yeah. yeah when it's a, when it's a black uh, coordinator, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, come on, dude, pay pay attention to how this thing has operated for a very long time. Yeah, man, you already trying to get him fired from another job. Just let him work this one. God damn it! Uh, a couple things there. I just like men named Leslie. There's not a, enough of them. I think we should bring That's that real. back. Uh, if any of us decide to uh, bring more children into the world, let's uh, just consider it. Uh, Jamel, what'd you hate about watching football last week? Well, I'm, I missed the Chiefs-Jags game, which was the better of the two games. And I, I missed it doing what I, I was I was going. I went to the Nike store up in Portland. I got a good sandwich. I was having a good day. And the whole time, under the guides that... I'll be able to go back to my hotel room and watch ESPN and I'll get the full highlights and I'll get everything I need to see. But these Chiefs Jags highlights have been eluding me for days, bro. I still haven't seen them. Every time I turn on ESPN, it's either the the Cowboys game again or it's Caitlin Clark. They skipped. The Chiefs, they give me Caitlin Clark. I love Caitlin Clark, but Jesus Christ, man, just show some Mahomes highlights, please. Then I look at the ticker. The only thing they'll say on the ticker is that Chad Henney had a drive for 98 yards. Beautiful. I didn't man. even know that Mahomes came back in the game <laughs> until I talked to Dan this morning. ESPN will not give me these highlights, and I am fucking sick of it. Look, why it, do you uh, need... It's to all be given of- highlights. Just go to YouTube. You can right. access these no. box scores and highlights whenever you need them. No, Dan. I want the highlights given to me <laughs> because I want to feel like a child again. That's really that is what's missing from ESPN, really, is that sports center feeling. I don't nobody talks about sports center. There's no central place to get your highlights, it feels like. And uh I agree. I mean, there was some great that Chad Henney 98-yard drive. When that when that Jaguars punt got to the two yard line and I knew Chad Henney was coming in the game, that was when I was at my most decrepit. My, my soul had completely exited and I knew uh, oh. nothing but pain and, and heartache. And I felt like there was no way that Chad Henney could even get us a first down. And then a miracle happened that I wish more people knew about that. I wish that would, could be disseminated more to the world. Bro, the Eagles won by so much, and the Cowboys look so stupid 
they won't even show me any of the Chiefs game. It's part of the. I mean, the, I had a good day. Otherwise, I'm, I'm glad I was eating a croissant instead. But it's all part of the <laughs> NFL's anti-Chiefs agenda that we all know about. Everybody's mm-hmm. against us. I just want to reiterate. I'm going to say it several more times during this podcast, but nobody believes in us, and I hope this gets to the <laughs> Chiefs because that's the only way we're winning this game. <laughs> um. Well, Jamel, I would say if you need the highlights, just ask me. I'll send them to you. There's so many ways to watch. Well, can you sing the music? Can you put the sing the music behind it when you send me the highlights too? Which do you want? The primetime music, the sports center music, the, the I NFL want the fastest, network music. Nah, I want the fastest two minutes. To dun, yeah, Quickly, what I hate about watching football this week uh, is Danny. I'm glad that you you kind of set this up for for uh, drawing a line in the sand uh, on this show. And I want to do it again because something very annoying that happens during the playoffs, eliminated teams doing anything to stay relevant on social media. Their accounts continue to incessantly post despite being eliminated months ago. The Texans are posting about how much buzz is involved with possible uniform changes. Uh, The chargers are updating us on assistant coach interviews uh, the commanders are congratulating Hog Farmer Chris for being fan of the year. I mean, what the hell is this stuff? I just think I, I would like to propose a solution. Once your team's season is over, once you're mathematic, mathematically eliminated or you're bounced from the playoffs, all of your social media accounts should be muted until one week after the Super Bowl. the Super Bowl is over. So if you're a fan who's absolutely thirsty for Broncos updates, you can just go to their website like a psychopath. You don't, I don't want to see it in my feeds on Instagram or on Twitter. It's unbelievable. They post more than the teams that are making it to the final four. Well, and yeah, I would say uh, from my experience, NFL teams are not well-run organizations. Like when I, you know, I don't know about you guys. When I was a kid, I'm like, oh my gosh, that guy became an NFL GM. This must be like the smartest person in the world. And then I get in the business and start interviewing them. And I'm like, how in the world did that person get that job? What are they bringing to the table right now? And I think it applies to everything, including social media. Like, uh, I don't have like firsthand experience of this, but I'm guessing every tweet you're talking about, there were literally like meetings about that tweet. Like our right, morning meeting, 930. When are we scheduling this for? Is that wording a little bit too strong there on the uh, uniform change? We're not sure what co- like this is. They, they are paying people uh, to do all those things. And uh, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't need to see uh, any of those. Just go take it like take a week off. Everyone just chill. Take a few weeks yeah. off come back once there's like free agency, the draft, like there's no, trust me there, you know, the NFL, like they try to dominate every week of the entire uh, calendar. There will be a time to fire off those tweets. You don't need to have these uh, scheduled out there, but I, I guess the advertising is a part of it. Like the Cowboys were account, which is crushing Dak Prescott. And then it's like, you know, right. Brought to you by tide or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what, the, what is going Bizarre on here? Our series of tweets own account. And uh, I mean the Stefan Diggs. I know it's not official, but the Stefan Diggs, stuff just uh, trying to keep the bills going i guess trying to like make sure that everybody remembers that there's still shit going on now that they're eliminated it's uh i don't know about you guys but when i my team loses i want nothing to do with football for at least six months i need to i need to completely disassociate yeah i think that's normal 
Yeah, who are these four? Are there Chargers fans that are craving the the latest gallery of Justin Herbert photos from the 2022 season? Who wants this stuff? <laughs> Truly. It's kids. It's definitely children. It's I guess 12 so. year old sure. children who have phones now. You got to remember the 12 year olds, Dan. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I didn't consider them. I'm trying to pull uh, up the okay. commanders just to see if they've got anything spicy going on. But uh, oh, I, I think- pulled. Please I pulled don't. that fan of the year thing from their account from please, today. <laughs> like please. This is what's happening. <laughs> just please. I guess speaking of pain, uh, this week's game is uh, who is in the most pain after uh, the divisional round. Danny, you, I, maybe you, you, you posed this prompt because you thought it could have been you. And that was where your head was at when this came up. But uh, I don't know. Take us into this game. And uh, who do you think is in the most pain? Yeah, I mean... I really wanted to say Bills fans, actually, because this was it. You know, you were you were supposed to steamroll the AFC and now you're getting like Kirk Cousins comps. That's like that is a hundred foot drop with just your nuts as an airbag. But <laughs> honestly, it's true. You you know me too well. Um, I was going to I have to turn this into a thing about me. But really, it's more collective than that. Who's really in the most pain is all of us. Every last football enjoying person in the world because we don't get to see the AFC championship game that we deserve. Patrick's going to be hobbled. He's going to be stuck in the pocket the whole game when he should be running free. It's like seeing a circus elephant. You know that he could crush you if he wanted to, if he was able to, but all he can do now is just roll the ball off his tear stained trunk and the Bengals. They're the worst team to play in this condition because they're just going to collapse the pocket with Hubbard and and Trey Hendrickson, and they're going to hurry all the throws. And uh, I, I need a Tordal injection just thinking about it. And I don't want to hear any bullshit after the game about like, oh, the Bengals, they have the Chiefs number for some reason. Mahomes, some why isn't he as magical in these big games anymore? Joe Burrow should be given the MVP now. Shut up. Bengals, Eagles, Niners, like go on, win your fucking Super Bowl and enjoy sucking on the big fat asterisk that's coming with it because this is not real. The the real MVP was primed to win the whole thing. We could all see it and he still very well could, mind you, on one leg. But either way, you know this isn't right and we should all be feeling sick about it. It is not fair that this is the version of the AFC championship game that we're getting. I think it gives him a chance to add to the mystique and the magic that you're, and I know you're trying to wave the white flag and get out ahead of it, which I don't blame you. I'd probably do the same thing, despite the fact that my quarterback is injured as well. Uh, uh, not quite I mean, as severe, but month and a half. Guy, he's not hundred percent. Yeah, sure. Not just like to help 38 points against the, I mean, he did only, he, he was under 200 yards in that game, but come on. We're to, yeah, we, this isn't a fresh injury is all I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, though. It does feel like something has hobbled the Chiefs uh, the last few seasons. I mean, their O-line against the Bucks during that Super Bowl, that just felt not fun. It's, that game was one of my least favorite Super Bowls that I can remember. I thought Patrick Mahomes was like a superhero in that game, and it just didn't matter. Um and, and then that's last what he has to year, be. He has to be the Super Bowl hero. He has to be the, the hero in this game. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it it is true. So there's that. At least I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. But there is that possibility 
I don't know what the percentage is that this is like Mahomes' flu game. That like right. 20 years from now, you're sitting around with your Chiefs buddies and you're recounting the five Super Bowls he won. And you go, well, which one was your favorite? Well, 2022, the man couldn't even walk. He didn't leave the pocket. He could, Andy Reid, by the way, can you not have him? Can you not call the outside stretch run play where Mahomes right. literally cannot get there to it? I mean, you have other run plays in the uh, playbook. But yeah, you're looking back at it going, oh my gosh, he just, he was in shot. Gun. He got rid of the ball in like 2.3 seconds on every snap. Didn't take a hit. They didn't throw downfield at all. And he just carved everyone up from the pocket like he was uh, Peyton Manning in his prime. So I'm not saying that's what is going to happen. The Bengals are now favored in this game so you know, slightly. Uh, yeah, but uh, but there is that possibility that like this is a you know like a legendary epic performance that you'll look back on uh, many years from now. Well, so I don't know if that that makes you feel makes you feel better or worse. You're so right about. That, 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 but there are really two universes here. There are only two that we can live in. There's that beautiful utopian universe where years from now, I have all these friends hanging out with me talking Chiefs, uh, God willing. But then also, there's a much more stark and clear future in my mind, which is like a T2 you know, all the kids have been turned to nuclear dust future where oh, no. where eight years from now, like he lost this game. He didn't get back next year for some reason. Then a few other things don't go right. Maybe he doesn't make the playoffs one year. And then all of a sudden we're talking about like Emperor Joe Burrow and his fucking, yeah. you know, stormtrooper. Yeah, you create I mean, the Terminator because this is, of that's where this that, is going. That 2018, 2019, whichever one, the Joe, Joe Burrow won overall draft, that is the creation of Skynet. <laughs> that's my fear. <laughs> uh, okay. So you're in the most pain still, just mm-hmm. kind of uh, getting ready to feel really terribly. Uh, when we're all doing this at our live show in New Orleans in front of uh, hundreds of much younger people who will be making fun of us when both of our teams inevitably lose and we are just pathetic and sad. There's at no the way, end of the day. no way the Eagles are losing. I, that's how I, there's well, plenty of ways that that can happen. Uh, Sheil, who would you say is in the most pain after the divisional round? I mean, if we want to speak literally, it's probably Zeke just because I don't know how you even get up from that last play. So, I, I mean, he he would be number one on my list, but I'll stick with them and just say Cowboys fans. I mean, this has been 27 years in a row where they're not playing in the championship round weekend. And like when I was growing up, the Cowboys that we, once Jimmy Johnson got there, it was just like, this is a juggernaut. They're good every year. They're always in the Super Bowl. They're unstoppable. They have great players. But if you're like, uh, whatever, 25 years old, you've literally never seen them get past uh, this past weekend that we just had. So for that to like, I mean, if you think of some of the circumstances around them, like to get Dak Prescott in, in the fourth round, like to luck into a starting franchise quarterback in the fourth round, and then to get Micah Parsons, who might be like a Hall of Fame caliber defensive player where they got him and just like. Things have kind of, you know, those things have worked in their favor. And then to continue to waste it and waste it first with Jason Garrett, uh, now with Mike McCarthy. And it's kind of like what Jamel was saying. 
earlier, like the Cowboys, there is no escape. Like there is no, it gets turned off for whatever, six weeks. Like it's just everywhere. Every national thing you're listening to, watching social media today that I've just seen like uh, Dak Prescott takes that I'm just in awe of uh, left and right. Those are flying. And so you can't escape it. It's another year where you didn't, you know, you failed to live up to expectations. There's not really any great hope for the future. Like if they really sucked and Mike McCarthy was fired and you hire Sean Payton, then you could talk yourselves maybe right back into it uh, next year. But that's not, I don't think that's going to happen now either. So I would say uh, Cowboys fans are, might be in the most pain. Uh, like I said, other than Zeke this week. <laughs> and how long can they coast off like the, the goodwill of the nineties teams? Because every year, as we're saying, we see Cowboys nation get swept up into a frenzy only to be, to be let down. Like at what point do they turn on the team? Cause it somehow hasn't happened yet. Somehow the fan base is more alive and prevalent than ever. And I can't remember a time where the, just this, the Dallas itself or Cowboys nation at large has just really turned on the team. Maybe like some of those early two thousands teams um, were pretty <laughs> bad, but that Most was see Carter from there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's always been hope, which is, that kind of no man's land that we always talk about for a professional sports team is either bottom out or win it all. And they are just stuck in the, the yeah. hell uh, purgatory that it is. I of course love it. It's uh, it's almost better than an Eagles victory. So perfect weekend for me, I will say. Uh, yeah. Let me go ahead and double up and just tell you, I think my most hurt person after the round i think it's michael irvin's eardrums probably i was gonna say zeke's ass but i'm pretty sure stephen a smith burst one of michael irvin's eardrums and he was bleeding out and then instead of telling everybody it was blood he said it was hair dye <laughs> watching the cowboys lose is so much better than watching the commanders win i know last week i came on here and said some stuff like maybe i love the cowboys no i just love watching them lose the way they lose is better than most days of my life, like I can't eat, like better than the first time I had sex for sure. That game was, I mean, three hours of nothing but joy, nothing but joy. Brad Maher got his first kick blocked. The game ended with an ad of Dak Prescott going to bed. Did you see the Tempur-Pedic ad of him going to sleep before the last drive? It's so good. That's it. I Very have good. nothing else to say. It's just so much fun. I've never Thank you, seen Cowboys. I've never seen a kicker get a such an applause break for making a 25-yard field goal. He nobody would dap him up. He's only friends with one lineman who he had to go hug. He had to extend his arms for him to hug him after a 24-yard kick. Man, every Latino family's most annoying uncle is upset right now. Thinking about that makes me very happy. I oh, Shield from your from your bird's eye view of the league, is there anything that the Cowboys can do in one off season to get beyond where they're at right now? Yeah, I mean, I like they were a really good team for most of the year. I mean, Dak Prescott missed those five games, and they still hung in there with Cooper Rush. I mean, to me, like. They had that Amari Cooper trade. Like they need to add, they don't have enough juice on offense. I mean, it's like if it, once Tony Pollard went down, it's CeeDee Lamb. And then it's like, all right, who else is he throwing to? Oh, Dalton Schultz dropped a 
pass. Like, I don't know that that should be like make or break your season, a target to Dalton Schultz or, uh, you know, Michael Gallup, they paid a lot of money. He was coming off of an injury. So I feel like if they were to add one wide receiver, whether it's the draft trade, free agency, whatever, who's really good, sort of like, you know, like an AJ Brown, Devonte Smith type setup. Uh, I think that their offense could be, uh, could be really good and they could be back in the mix. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're a Bad team. Uh, I thought they were a really good. I actually thought they were going to beat the 49ers. I had them um, winning that game. So I thought among like if you picked like six teams that could win the Super Bowl going into the playoffs, I would have had them on that list. But again, like, are you going to trust the sort of the brain trust there and Mike McCarthy in a big game, given kind of what what you've seen Dak Prescott, uh, the way he played in that game? Like it's be pretty hesitant unless there's a lot of uh, sort of other changes. Yeah, because you could bring in, you know, D-Hop as an example of somebody who you can get in the building, be that guy. But, you know, Dak throws two picks or Mike McCarthy, you know, throws out another wacky formation in a big spot. And, you know, you're back to where you started. And it seems like yeah. there's kind of that uh, that hill they I can't thought, climb. God, I don't want him to change a thing. You remember the one <laughs> where Dak was trying to draw him off sides for 20 straight seconds and then nobody moved and he just kept kicking his leg bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's it's better than whole episodes of crashing watching this team play football. Um okay, quickly, uh my figure, I guess, in the it, who's in the most pain after the divisional round. Uh, the, the league itself, the NFL, seems like they desperately wanted this first ever neutral site AFC championship game, and the Bengals kept that from happening with, with that win over the Bills. So now that that... I don't know why they wanted it so badly. I don't know who that's for. I really think conference championship games, like in the home stadiums, are some of the coolest atmospheres, like in American sports. They're, that's the most fun game I, I like it more than the super bowl like this upcoming sunday is the best weekend i guess the divisional round is four awesome games but now that this neutral site afc championship games off the table just please never let it happen i don't know what their obsession was with it and to move and i know this is like i don't want to go be some purist but something amazing about these playoffs so far Almost every single game has been played outdoors. The only one that wasn't was Giants Vikings and the football gods punished the home team for not playing outdoors, but it's so aesthetically so much more pleasing to watch and just having the game moved from Arrowhead or Buffalo to Atlanta in some impersonal neutral dome. Like, I guess it's fine that the Super Bowls have to happen in those types of stadiums, but these championship games, like the fans deserve to go watch their home team one last time. Um, so I think the league is in pain because they really wanted that. And I'm not sure what their incentive was. Well, it's because uh, they were going to, they were going to try to get in on bowl games. They're tired of watching college football make money. And they were like, what if we did bowl games? And they, they were, gonna, and if that, and if that game got off, they were going to be like, okay, what if every playoff game was, what if we did the wild card round in Hawaii? <laughs> but here's but, a question just a logistical thing what would atlanta's stadium look like what would it have looked like in this situation because i know as a chiefs fan if, if two other teams were coming in to play on my field i'm not changing the chief's logo i'm not i'm not putting some other team's name in my end zone 
I mean, what were they going to do? They were like the Atlanta fans were going to be okay with seeing the Chiefs and Bills logos in the end zones. That seems crazy to me. It was going to be Rob Lowe in the NFL hat. <laughs> mm. Just all NFL sponsored. Okay. Sure. Uh, Shield, thank you so much for joining our show. And uh, I wanted to ask you just what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Just leave us with one prediction and then uh, let us know where we can find you and, and follow the rest of this season with you. Yeah, I'm leaning, despite uh, you know what I said earlier, uh, sorry, uh, I am leaning Eagles-Bengals to uh, get to the Super Bowl. I just, you know, kind of like you, like you said, I mean, it's just going to be hard for, I feel like, Mahomes back there on one foot against what is a really good team. So uh, anything can happen. That's the way I'm leaning. I don't have to make my picks on the ringer until Friday, so I flip-flop usually uh, the entire week. So if you read it on Friday and go, what, this guy comes on our podcast, lies about his pick, and then writes something else for the Spotify people who pay him? What the hell? He's never coming back. Uh, that That's what happened. It means I just changed my mind there. So uh, that that's what I think is going to happen. That's what I think is going to be the Super Bowl. But uh, like you said, I'm on the ringer NFL. NFL feed, uh, two shows, extra point taken uh, on Monday nights, and then uh, the scramble on Thursday. So that's just NFL talk. And then uh, I do the Philly special podcast where we talk about the Eagles, Phillies, or uh, whatever else uh, is on there. Thank you so much for joining our show. (laughs) Appreciate you, man. (laughs) Championship Sunday, four teams left. Two of them are represented by fans that are your co-hosts on this show. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're doing it. We're on a crash course for each other. Uh, Maybe not, but this is the whole point of this thing. If our two teams play, it would really be the culmination of this show. Like, I don't know how else we could explain it, that we're just doing this, talking about our teams for years at a time, and then it actually happens. So we're each one went away. Season four is always the best season of every TV show. And uh, so it is with this podcast as well. This is our crowning season. And I don't know. Destiny is feels like it's with us so far. Obviously, some horrible things have happened in the divisional round <laughs> that I can't ignore. And I'm still trying to wrestle with in terms of the picks. But I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Us in New Orleans, watching our teams in front of the masses, be there Sunday, 1 p.m., Uptown New Orleans, Sports Drink Headquarters. Look it up for more details. Woo! Let's go. Uh, so Danny went 3-1 and one in the divisional round, bringing his grand total up to 169-10 mm-hmm. and 2. It's basically can only end in a tie at this point. There's three games left. You're up three on me. I went two and two. Yeah. You were talking about people who are mathematically eliminated, having to shut up. Uh, Looks like you're going to have to deactivate your Twitter. (laughs) Well, I'm already done. I'll I'll catch you guys next year. So this week's games starting at noon Pacific time, Niners at Eagles. Uh, we'll talk about some of the divisional round games too as we get into this, but just to set the table here, uh, the Eagles are heading into their seventh NFC title game since 2000. That's just a couple more than any other team in the NFC this century. Packers have five, 49ers have six also, so they're only one behind. Mm-hmm. Chiefs have um, five in a row at home. Chiefs have five in a row. Um, this 
These two teams did play each other last season, 2021 season. The Niners won that game. It was week two. It was Jalen Hurts' second ever start. Um, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Both these teams looked a lot different, but it was a very close game with some uh, so turnover. Uh, Niners fan Andrew Kungle and I argued about a lot at the time. There's a fumble that we got called for some sort of spearing penalty, which is insane. It was clearly just a regular hit. Um, the guy got hurt, so they had to call it. Anyhow, this is a fantastic game. How are you guys feeling about it? Do you guys like this as non-fans? Do you see Niners Eagles and think like, this makes sense. This is an exciting NFC championship game. Well, it's just, uh, I wish it was Cowboys Eagles just so I could watch the Cowboys lose on an even bigger stage. Yeah. Watching y'all play the Niners, the Niners are a good team with a a baby playing quarterback, but everything else is really good over there. I mean, I guess until this morning. Yep. Then they they lose they lost a starting DB a to, defensive to, end to, right. Charles to Jail. Well, he he's out on bond, but he was charged with a misdemeanor domestic violence after an incident with his girlfriend. You know, just a classic week of distraction that they're going to have to now deal with. Um, even look, we have no idea what the story actually is there, but they're going to have to answer a bunch of questions about it. That's all I do now. The Niners, the Niners have never minded signing uh, someone who will hit their significant other, have they? I mean, they've got. I can think of one other example. Is there a third? Um, I'm re- trying to remember one of the linemen that they had, like had these crazy gun charges that they brought in. I can't remember his name. He was a pretty good player, but I'd like to think Brock Purdy has some, uh, some skeletons in his closet, right? At you least this guy, guns. a few guns, yeah. maybe an, an assault rifle or two. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually consider that a crime as an NFL player. I feel like you should be armed. People are going to try to fuck with you. I think ever since Sean Taylor, you know, people are right to be worried about getting robbed being that they are, very public, very rich figures. And, uh, you know, it happened to Frank Clark and I didn't like it either. Then you should be able to carry guns. If you're in the NFL now, should you fire them at your girlfriend? No, (laughs) I just, above all else, I really want to see Brock Purdy fail. The count, Trayvon Diggs had a chance to pick him off in the red zone, which would have changed the entire game. Yeah, he had a couple picks dropped against the bum ass Seahawks. Yeah. He has a line of drop picks in this run of his that I need you guys to figure out how to snag those. Yeah, and the Eagles will because I think they've taken advantage of everything that that they've been that's been put in front of them, all the opportunities. Yeah, they've sure. been given, they've dealt with masterfully. And, you know, while I don't think they are as good of a team as the Chiefs at full strength, I think they are the second best overall team in the league. They got a great offense and a great defense, schemed well. And the problems that come before a championship game, you can always tell, like, which way the dial is going, you know, which who the football gods are favoring. You've heard not a peep from the Eagles, besides the fact that apparently Nick Sirianni has switched from Pizza Hut to Little Caesars. He did. That's the big scandal. Meanwhile, 
not only do the Niners have this, uh, you know, Charles Amenihu girlfriend pushing incident, but also there's some going on with Christian McCaffrey and it's, it's being overshadowed on the injury front by Patrick Mahomes, but something's up with his legs too. That's true. Cause Elijah Mitchell, little, yeah. yeah, it took over for most of that. Uh, the end of that game, it was all Mitchell who is a good back because the Niners can just kind of put anybody back there. I don't know if you guys remember Raheem Mostert going insane in the playoffs a few years back, like, so that kind of doesn't matter, but Christian McCaffrey is one of those players where it does because he does so much. He's incredible. But Danny, you were saying we've done a good job with what's been put in front of us. And honestly, I could not have drawn up a better like draw of two home playoff games. And it's Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy coming to the link. Like, yeah, we're really lucky that those are the quarterbacks we have to face. We don't have the AFC with all of these amazing quarterbacks. Like we get to play Brock Purdy. He's been great. He hasn't lost yet, but I don't know who else I would rather play against. He's going to make a few mistakes. Um, I think this is going to be the craziest environment he's ever seen, like from a just playing a football game standpoint. So I expect him to flinch. This dude can't just be Tom Brady reincarnated when Tom Brady's still alive running around. Like he's going to flinch. It doesn't mean we're going to for sure win the game, but Brock Purdy's going to make some mistakes. And so I expect the Eagles to take advantage of those. I just don't know how many bullets he could dodge. Plus, I mean, they cut the water off in the Giants hotel room. Mm-hmm. In the Giants hotel. I think the fact that the Niners don't come to town often, especially for the playoffs, I think the fans are going to do something really bad to the Niners. <laughs> well... Eagles fans, you know, obviously historically unwelcoming and and uh, just something horrible, they might unreasonable. Ba- yeah, they might bring batteries back. Yeah, I, for this, I mean, they booed the chain being broken during the game. I booed that. Well, but what are you booing? <laughs> Who are you booing? Chains? I'm booing the NFL for These- having shoddy <laughs> equipment. <laughs> what do you? What you are you? So. You're in charge of the NFL. You got a big game to plan. Every aspect of it has to be perfect from the advertisers all the way down to the live performers on the day. The fireworks have to be right. Everything's got to go exact. All the calls, all the refing, And you have to also add, let's get that chain looked at as part yes. of your fucking checklist. I mean, who Absolutely. even thought the chain could rust through and break? <laughs> who thought that? It's never happened before. They've been using those chains since 1983. No one had a clue. And it's been Uh, working since then. Why bother recalibrating right before the NFC championship game? You asked too much, Eagles fans. um, I will say the Niners' defense was amazing in that Cowboys game. I I agree with Shio. I think I love to hate on Dak, but he's a pretty good quarterback. He's like... He's a top 10. He's like the nine or 10th best quarterback probably in the league. I mean, I watched him shred the Eagles defense on Christmas Eve in a real way. And that we had Minshew, but he has nothing to do with our defense. So Dak is entirely capable. And that just brings me to strength on strength. Like the Eagles offense is awesome. Our O-line is the best O-line in football. We can beat you in so many ways. We can run the ball. AJ Brown didn't even do anything last game. It didn't matter at all. So he'll, I, I think that's the weakness for the Niners is because we can block these guys up. I know they have an amazing pass rush, 
but they can be thrown on. So we block them up. Jalen Hurts just has to get freaky in the open field. Extend the play for a second with his horribly broken shoulder or whatever. It's He's fine. fucking fine. You're gonna, you all are gonna pretend like if you guys lose, you're gonna pretend like it was his shoulder. If you win, you're gonna talk about him overcoming the shoulder, or you're gonna not even mention it. You can't have it both ways. Is he or is he not injured, Dan? Well, that's the thing. If we see him like favoring the shoulder and he's pointing at it and just being like, I don't know, man, then yeah, we'll, we'll know that he's in pain. Otherwise, he's never going to tell you because that's his personality. I mean, just just to take a step back, falling in love with Jalen Hurts this season, which I was already a big fan of his last year, but it has been the romance of a lifetime. I mean, I can't get enough. I hope this Kim dude, didn't overhear that. What I mean is like, I don't have anything negative to say at all. At all. He is the perfect leader. He All of his posts are amazing online. He has all of these charities that he cares about. He's a fan of women's sports. He's an incredible quarterback. He plays for my favorite team. Like He, he brought the hoop earring back. We now, can't does, be ma- <laughs> do, has he gone so far as to purchase a stake in a female sports league as Patrick mm. Mahomes did? Not yet. Well, I mean, he hasn't made his $500 million yet. He's on a rookie contract at this well, point. <laughs> let's see him do it. That's all I'm saying. He better go in there, whatever the Philly NWSL team is. So what I'm saying is I'm picking the Eagles. Um, How are the Eagles going to stop George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel from running through the middle of the defense? Brock Purdy can make every throw in the middle of the field. How are you going to keep him out of the middle of the field, Dan? Pass rush. I mean, we've almost set the sack single sack record in NFL history. Like we're, I think, a couple sacks away. And now add on our divisional round game. I think we got Jones six times. I think we're single digits away from the all-time record playoffs included. So this pass rush is about as good as you can also get. So that's one way to do is just get that interior push, get Brock kind of not comfortable, but you're right. That's our, our linebackers who are good players are the weak point of the defense is the safeties and the linebackers. So that's that's the place to attack. Yeah. And he doesn't like to run Brock Purdy. He wants to look downfield, scramble, but not run downfield. He he likes to reset. He needs, if he's going to, if, if you guys get him to do that, you should probably win easily. If he decides he's going to run forward, maybe it's a different story. Well, and, you know, there's also the Niners defense to think about, which is, you know, a, a pretty it's scary fantastic. Thing. It's a scary thing when you think about Nick Bosa going up against a potentially, you know, gutting it out Lane Johnson. Yeah. Not at 100%. But, I mean, you guys really don't seem to care about you know, playing one style of thing. If, if the pass isn't working, you go to the run. If the run isn't working, you go to the pass. I feel like the Niners do that too, but not as well. I think they're predominantly running and they don't have AJ Brown. It makes All me think fails. Hurts chucks it up. Yeah, exactly. He's a great deep ball passer. And it makes me think of that first Cowboys game when Hurts did play was it was all Micah Parsons all week was the build up to that game. And our game plan was we attacked Micah Parsons. We didn't go away from him. We literally ran the ball at him, ran options at him, ran RPOs at him, uh, 
the little tight end block releases on him and just fucked with him all game. And he was so frustrated. And I think that's, I have a lot of faith. The coaching staff is really good and they're not shy about attacking another team's strength. Well, and, and a lot of people are going to say because of the analytics that Charvarius Ward is a great cornerback who you guys should be worried about as a chiefs fan. I can tell you he can get got. Oh, I know team. He can get very got. And you guys have two excellent wide receivers that can do that. And then, you know, what else do they have matchup wise for you on, on, on the back end? It's just Jalen is able to extend the play. Like that's where my confidence comes into. Like, even if the play does break down, he just makes a move. He's so good at stepping up or getting around everybody. He's so strong. So I feel good about it. It's weird that I feel good about it because usually I'm shitting my pants before a championship game or a playoff game in general. Dude, this there's something about this team. They're just really, really solid all around. Uh, who are you guys picking? Well, I mean, since you already went, although it didn't even need to be said, I think we knew you were going to pick the Eagles. Uh, this pick functions not only as something that I truly believe, but also as me sewing up mathematically this gift card. Give me the Eagles. You see, my problem last week was I didn't do the math, and I should have just picked the Niners with you because I thought they would win. I picked the Cowboys just to add a game on you. So I could have done the same thing here and pick the Niners, but fuck that. Well, you could have picked the Bengals too. I mean, that would have probably... But I didn't think they'd win. I thought thought the Bills would win. I was so wrong. I actually did kind of think that the Bengals were a lot stronger than people were giving them credit for. I played the, you know, the, the blocking angle, the, the, the defense on that. Right. Doesn't matter. I'm going to be eating hibachi grill on you guys come this summer. Regardless, I think the Eagles are going to win and spoiler alert. I probably would pick them for the Super Bowl against either team. Unless it's the chiefs. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm picking the Eagles. Why wouldn't I? I, I'm, I'm happily in third. Can I catch Dan for a second? No. No, yeah, it's all the Eagles, over. whatever. I'm sorry, you cannot. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to do this, but if I were to 40 burger this game. Oh, yeah. That's your really that, that's the only how way. How does that work? You'd have to 40 burger all the games, pretty no, much. No, just one. You I could, would gain no, a you point. Could pick, you could pick the Bengals 40 burger and pick another. But it's only one burger. I, I thought we agreed it's one burger a week. Because of heart health and cholesterol. I'm right. willing so to I'm give not... Dan to make our live show once again in New Orleans, Uptown. That's true. Sports Drink Headquarters. We got a hell of a live show for you guys. We already have a bunch of stuff planned. We got games. We got swag. Come out if you're in New Orleans. Come out if you're not in New Orleans. Anyhow, I think. I'm giving away this hat. Look at that hat. I'm giving away this hat. Come on. It's a bad I'll give hat, away my hat. You can have this it. hat that I'm wearing. It's it's yours, New Orleans. All the hats. Yeah, bring your ass. We're giving away hats, baby. But uh, I will I will relax the rules to make things a little more interesting to sauce it up. You can 40-burger two games. I don't care. Uh, no, just one. I'm 40-burgering the Eagles. But you can. You are eliminated you if not. Why? Well, you would tie. You would, well, you'd exactly. Be, what I mean is I do that, tie, pretend it happens, and then we pick against each other the next other two games you do what you want to do i put i opened up the door for you eagles 40 burger baby let's go let's go right. uh moving on 3 30 p.m Bengals at chiefs 
Uh, I'll set the table for this one a little bit. The Bengals, 3-0 and in AFC title games, historically. They're the only team in NFL history that is unbeaten in AFC championship games. Uh, the Seahawks and Giants are also undefeated, but they're on the NFC side. Uh, the Chiefs are now headed to their fifth straight AFC title game. I mean, so that's the second longest streak in NFL history. Uh, the Patriots made it eight straight times uh, during that hell known as 2011 through 2018. Um, and so what I wanted to ask Danny was, is this the biggest challenge of Patrick Mahomes' career? He has faced a bigger, you know, Super Bowl is arguably a, bit, a bigger game. But is this the biggest challenge? And the reason I ask that is because Mahomes was once perched above, high above the rest of the quarterbacks in the league. They all aspired to his kind of success immediately that he got as his starter. And now Joe Burrow comes back into his house. Joe Burrow has beat him every time they've played. If Burrow goes back to the Super Bowl, we're having a real conversation about Patrick Mahomes not being the top guy anymore. He's hurt. You're I know. Not, you don't get this one, Joe Burrow. And look at the resumes. I mean, Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year, I think, maybe. that That's his biggest accolade. Made a Pro Bowl. I think that's about it. Patrick Mahomes, five Pro Bowls. Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP. League MVP. Twice, most likely. Uh, he's, I mean, he's done everything. Passing title this season. He's going to have everything. Touchdown close to the touchdown record with 50 TDs. I think maybe Brady or Peyton Manning had more one season. I forget. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows who the goat is. That's not what's riding on this game. A summer full of talking heads, bullshitting about who's better. Sure. And I don't want to endure that. But if you're talking about like what literally was Mahomes biggest challenge, it was the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay when he had absolutely no offensive lineman and he had to recalibrate his entire way of playing in two weeks. Patrick Mahomes has played with this injury before. He's played these types of games where he's had to stay in the pocket. I think he can win this game. I don't think he will at the moment. He can win this game. But it is not a legacy-defining game, no matter how many Stephen A's and Dan Orlovsky's and professional bullshit artists want to make you believe that this is for the legacy. It is not. He has the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow actually has to go win one, and I don't think he will if he gets to the Super Bowl. I don't think he will. Mm. Jamel, what's mm. your read on this game? I mean, Joe Burrow's that guy is my read. And then you can have two guys. This is my problem. Sports media wants you to believe there can only be one guy, but it turns out there's a few guys. There's three legit guys in the there's final not four. Three. There is not three. There's that three. Is, that is blasphemous. You Jalen can Hurts maybe, is a guy. Jalen he's, Hurts he, is a guy. He's a different. Guy. He's a different kind of guy. He's a guy. They're all. Different he's a guy's guy. He he's likes, a dude. He's a, he's a dude, though. He is a dude, bro. What but is he saying? that dude? Is he that dude? He's one of them ones. But is he one of one? He's it's the man. Crap. It's all such. Listen to us. This is how we're talking so stupid. <laughs> I mean, dude, Joe Burrow went into Buffalo saying, I don't give a fuck about nothing. I don't care about this team. We almost killed a guy up here two weeks ago. Fuck these guys. Look, my God. If this is the downfall of the you know the buffalo bills 
we're going to look back on that win and say, what was that? What was that really? I mean, it seemed like Joe Burrow had a workmanlike game. He did what he always does in these games. He played well. Buffalo played badly, objectively terrible. Josh missed every throw he could. And we saw it coming. I know I did. I mean, I didn't pick the Bills for strategic reasons, but I was feeling like the Bengals were a better team. Maybe that's just from our experience with them, but the Bills, you know, going into this offseason did not look great. They were on oh, one they, wheel. They went up to Buffalo in white jerseys dressed like fucking Siberian Tigers. Look, there is... And I think... Oh, go ahead. No, no please. You, you, already, I, you already had one teed. I was just... I mean, I'm going into a whole thing about how the Chiefs can win this game. I, I believe that, you know, there is this narrative going on with the Bengals after that game, after that Bills game, that they're the juggernaut because they kicked ass and we struggled through it. We were kicking ass too. We were kicking the asses of the Jaguars, which was almost my what I hated this week, by the way. So many fucking Jaguars. It's just still fucking gets to me that people can't say it right. We were kicking their ass until Patrick Mahomes got hurt. And then what happened after he came back? We continued to pretty solidly the injury is a big deal. Wasn't the narrative after last year's AFC Championship game that in a lot of the game, the Bengals sat back in this like three-man rush and just dared Patrick Mahomes to pick him apart underneath? Now he has to do that. And by it's the almost way, teed up for that. By the way, this is what we this is why we created this new team. This is why we got rid of Tyreek Hill. This is why we got all these you know, possession wide receivers and re-schemed the entire offense and got Patrick Mahomes playing more, you know, long drive, built the running game up. It's because of that Cincinnati Bengals loss. We lost to them again this season because of a Pat, because of a Travis Kelsey fumble. Nobody's going to want to talk about it because there are no excuses in a loss. It's a loss, Mm -hmm. but that is a huge excuse that I, as a fan, can see. <laughs> if he had not fumbled that, we were on our way to winning that game. All I'm saying is there is a very clear path, and it not only involves us playing as good as we can play, even with Patrick Mahomes standing only in the pocket, but also the narrative is starting to go all the way to the Bengals in such an insane way. This You, you mentioned it earlier, Burrowhead, are you fucking kidding me you want to show the chiefs burrowhead not there's only one hurt player on the chiefs granted he's the best player and he's the quarterback but everybody else is perfectly healthy and ready to kick some fuckers asses for saying some stupid shit like that in the game against the Bengals earlier this season we were the ones that got caught saying some shit justin reed came out and said some shit at at hayden hurst he wanted revenge. It fueled their narrative. It's completely different now. The public moved the Chiefs line at Arrowhead from what would have been probably maybe minus three and a half to now it's minus two and a half for the Bengals. Yeah. This is all I, oh, disrespect. I jumped on that this morning. I saw that and I was like, I'm betting Chiefs straight up. Money line. Give I me. I mean, I'm going to Harrah's in New Orleans on Saturday and I'm going to put a straight bet on the Chiefs' money line. Or, no, on the Chiefs to, to to cover that spread and probably the Bengals' money line. Why not? But it's all building up to something that could happen. Am I saying it's going to happen? I don't know. I'm very torn. Very torn. Up to the very last minute, you're going to ask me to make my pick. 
this this whole swing toward the Bengals, talking about Joe Burrow being in Patrick Mahomes' class, this is all going in the fucking notebook. My thing is, it seems like Jamel likes Joe Burrow. Are you a Burrow fan, Jamel? I mean, he just goes about his business. He just goes about his business and just wins games. Sometimes he looks dumb in a hat. But all he does is just whatever you think he's not going to do. Oh, he's not going to go in the road. Guess what? Put me anywhere. I don't even think the Bengals don't even want to play at home. They almost lost to the bum ass Ravens at home. Get him out of Cincinnati. They played more games because of this, because the bye. We got the bye. We're rested. Again, the injury is the X factor. I would have been unequivocally on the Chiefs, but unfortunately, the public would have been more, you know, wishy washy about it in the case of no injury. Now that there is one, we've got all of the momentum from hatred that can fuel you in a game like this. Plus, you know who we haven't, the one player that we haven't mentioned who's got a big say on this game, Joe Mixon. The one thing the Chiefs don't have is a real running back who you could give the ball to 15 times in a game. I mean, Pacheco. The Bengals happen to have that. Pacheco had 95 yards in the last game, but I I get it. You didn't see the highlights. So you didn't I didn't catch, see any of it. You didn't catch a beautiful 40-yard run during the Chad Henney drive that that Isaiah Pacheco had that was massive. Well, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that ESPN would report that Chad Henney led that drive that's when true. half the yards came from Pacheco. I mean, 50-plus came from Chad Henney's arm, but it is, it's it's notable definitely that, that Joe Mixon is playing really well because our run defense is not good. We're in the middle of a retooling, by the way, uh, defensively and offensively. So just the fact that we're here is pretty insane as well. But the, 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 the Bengals do have all the ingredients. They've got all the momentum. That is not always a good thing. All I'm saying. I'm going, I'm picking the Chiefs here because I like doing the quarterback coach matchup and just put those two pieces up on the board and stack them against each other. And I see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And on the other side, I see Zach Taylor, who's still a huge question mark to me, and Joe Burrow, who is awesome. And I just like the Reid Mahomes, uh, you know, NBA Jam roster better. I just like those two together. So picking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Bengals because we can't agree about everything. Though I will ask one question to Danny. Is it disrespectful if I pick the Bengals on the show and then wear a Chiefs jersey to New Orleans? Not at all. All the mojo cool. going our way, I will take. And just, you know, for the edification of the listener, Jamel has picked the Bengals to win it all, I believe. Has put money on said prediction. Well, I I was I am strongly considering it. I haven't done it yet. I was waiting to get um get my little payout from last week but it's it's it might happen as soon as the show ends but your beliefs are that both of our teams will fall to the cincinnati Bengals. i feel like they're a bit of a paper tiger get it uh but they are in terms of the amount of of dick riding that they're getting patrick again for the thousandth time patrick mahomes being injured is bad it could be catastrophically bad i'm not ruling that out at all I got to pick the Chiefs. I got to. Because I looked at it. We talked about this kind of off pod here. What did me picking against the Chiefs when I did strategically for my own sanity? Did that 
add any mojo? No. The last time I picked against the Chiefs was when they played the Bills and they lost. And I won a little pick. It got me where I am today in the picks. But there's no reason to pick against the Chiefs now. All the mojo is going towards the Bengals. I'm going to stop that tide right now. You shall not pass, Bengals. I love it. All right. I love it. It's going to be a hell of a time. This is going to be so fun watching these games, doing these shows. Uh, as we've mentioned a few times throughout this show, come check it out live. New Orleans, 1 p.m., 1042 Toledano Street. See you there. Okay, let's get into this week's mailbag. You've got mail. It's the championship round mailbag. The letters are coming harder. They're coming faster. These are the best pieces of mail we're going to get all season. Danny, you want to reach into that bag? Yeah, and I am going to do what I love so much to do. I'm going to dig deep, proctology exam deep into this bag, all the way to the bottom, to the prostate. Hey, guys. Love the show. Yeah, it's me, Little John. Wanted to hop on and thank Clark Hunt and the Chiefs organization for booking me on the worst fucking show of my life. (laughs) How the fuck was I supposed to know that Patrick Mahomes would break his fucking ankle and ruin the lives of 80,000 people in Arrowhead Stadium three minutes before I'm supposed to go on? I mean, damn, they're already pissed off enough that I'm not the Applebee's song guy. I'm trying to get these farmers only motherfuckers to get low when they're already at the lowest moment of their lives. When I say turn down for what, I'm pretty sure the answer to that is not Chad Henney. It was so fucking dead out there. I thought I was performing at Astro World. Oh. oh next no. <laughs> Next time, I'm only agreeing to do the national anthem. People don't know this, but I have a crunk ass baritone. Anyway, that's all I had to say. And as always, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> Signed, Little John. I mean, hell of an identification on could not be worse mood in that stadium <laughs> during that performance. Poor guy. <laughs> and things got better right after he was done. So maybe he's a good luck charm. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, you got a letter for us? Yeah, I do got a letter. Got a letter from um, Josh McDaniel's wife, Laura McDaniel's. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Hope you're enjoying the playoffs. I wanted to write in to talk about a report that got leaked this week that my hubby didn't take the job with the Colts because I told him not to. Due to Jim Irsay hanging out in our bathroom for almost an hour. Yes, this is true, but it's only part of the report. What you guys need to know is there was only one available bathroom in the house at the time. We were renovating our upstairs bathroom for a new HGTV show called Poop It or Pass It, where people pick homes based off the quality of the bathroom. There was only one available bathroom Dinner hadn't been served yet. And guess what, Jim? You're not the only person on earth with IBS. I needed to go. I knocked multiple times. After the fourth time I knocked, he he grunted. 
That was it. I go back to the kitchen. I say, Josh, I don't know if he's okay, honey. Josh is like, look, I don't know either. Leave him in there. Another 30 minutes goes by. I'm so stressed. I had to go take a shit in our garden, which I did. I thought the Colts job was a good opportunity for my husband because they got a pretty good defense. He would have been set up for a while. So I went and took a shit in our garden. And in the time I took to figure out which of the leaves wasn't poisonous so I could wipe my ass, the kitchen caught on fire. It's just like that episode of Fresh Prince, minus the blacks, obviously. The kitchen is now on fire and the bathroom is still locked. I had to go kick the door into the bathroom. Jim wasn't even shitting. Guess what he was doing when I opened the door? He was eating chicken salad off the ground. No explanation. He just said, oh, oh, fire. And then he ran out of the house and got in his car and left immediately. Almost hit a fire truck. So don't think. I was being out of line by saying that he was being weird. It was, he was actually being weird. You cannot work for a man who's eating chicken salad off the floor right before dinner. Peace and love, y'all. Laura McDaniels. I mean, yeah, that is weird. It's weird as hell. I'm not working for that guy. Do you think Josh would have taken the job if Miss McDaniels didn't step in? I mean, he probably should have. Coaching the Colts is just like, um, it's like having a job where no one cares if you do good or bad. It's like working at a grocery store for millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see Jeff Saturday again next season. I guarantee it. Oh, He's going to be back. That's how nothing the Colts job is. You could coach there for 10 years and people wouldn't even know, like, oh, shit, it's been 10 years? Yeah, who was the guy before Frank Reich? That's completely gone from our mind. Yeah, nobody knows. He was there for almost 10 years. Had cancer, got rid of it. No one, nobody. He was still coaching. He was the head coach going through chemo. It's the Colts, dude. Doesn't matter. I'll video in. Um, Nick Sirianni was a Colts coach. They gave him his first chance. Come on. Colts coaching need tree. I, need I say more? Stand up. How come, uh, but just quick side note, this is not uh, what, my letter is not from Nick Sirianni. Uh, it seems like Nick Sirianni has a lot of haters. Like I was on social media this weekend during the game and it seemed like people really don't like like how excited he gets on the sideline. So just pointing that out. Keep keep that in mind. I mean, you know, it's it's coaching, so it's like no matter what you do, everybody's going to have a problem with it. That's true. Uh, okay, I have a letter here. Let me open this up real quick. And okay, it says, "Hey, guy. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. It's me, Clone Demar Hamlin. Hope you enjoyed an exciting week of football. I know I did. It looked pretty cold down on that Buffalo field." And I wasn't allowed down there because my circuitry can't handle snow. It's not this cold. It's the wetness. I'm a cyborg. Real Damar is actually fine. He's not dead, so I want those rumors to stop. The reason they created me, clone Damar Hamlin, was a safety precaution in case he did die, which, again, he did not. And the Bills front office said, fuck it, and they sent me up there anyway. So now that the season's over, 
I unfortunately caught wind of the fact that they were going to try and trade me to the Texans. But luckily I escaped and I'm now in exile in Buenos Aires. And unfortunately for me, I do subsist solely on cucumber lime Gatorade and will shut down for good in 48 hours time. So if this letter reaches you, please send cucumber lime Gatorade to me or my days as Damar Hamlin's clone are over. Signed, clone Damar Hamlin. P.S. I'm dead serious, bro. Please send that Gatorade. Well, Big week for cucumber a- <laughs> in the NFL. I don't know if you saw that Orlovsky cucumber and tacos debate. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. He was he posted a picture saying cucumbers in tacos is a game changer. And, of course, everybody blasted him for being too white. I tend to kind of agree. I feel like the crunch I don't have a problem with it. would work in its favor. I mean, it's better than them radishes. I'll say that. Damn I do straight. not need the radishes. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. I always leave like a taco truck and I have a two-pound Ziploc baggie of yeah. radishes. And I, yeah, it's and, like I and while we're at it, none of these fucking cilantro stems either. Just give me a couple, yeah, no, of, thank you. couple of leaves, maybe. I, one time I was at the taco truck and I took the radishes and I tried to turn them into Heelys. I was trying to slide around <laughs> station on radish discs. Oh, all right. Uh, Jamel, final thoughts on the week? Uh, my final thoughts on the week is come to New Orleans. If you're not in New Orleans, come to New Orleans. If you are in New Orleans, stay in New Orleans. This Sunday, 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 come watch championship football with the boys. There will be games. There will be prizes. There will be drinks. And there will be food items. That's Here everything. we're getting some jambalaya thrown in, flown in. Everything you need. And don't worry if it rains. It rains all the time in New Orleans. Wait, you're not used to it? Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. This is Bring an indoor event, so come, you'll be fine. Come hang. It's going to be a good time. Um, You might have to buy your own mixers. <laughs> mm. That's all I'll say. We're doing Dang, drink fine. props, so there'll be some pretty great drinks there. Yeah. Final thought. Oh, also, that's at 1042 Toledano Street uh, in Uptown. My final thought. I'll just say this of all the bad things that happened during that chiefs game, we won and Ron DeSantis was there to see his team lose. And that felt real good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I Jamel that they didn't show that on sports center either. Um, oh son, that was the only highlight I saw was <laughs> yeah, Ron DeSantis high five people. I didn't see a second of the little John. I a ESPN for days. Then I switch over to Fox Shannon Sharp is apologizing for going to the Lakers game. They're not even talking about the Chiefs on the fucking other channel. Disrespect. We're gonna we're gonna take this disrespect all the way to Victory Town, and hopefully Ron DeSantis does the exact opposite in 2024. Um, my final thought on the week is obviously I'm stoked that the Eagles are back in the NFC Championship game. But before that, tonight I am going to Lakers Clippers with my sister and her her new boyfriend, who I'm meeting for the first time tonight. Uh, anything I should do to make him uncomfortable or any funny questions I should ask him? Well, uh, definitely, you definitely, uh, should bait him into his thoughts on Rui Hachimura being on the team. That's a good test to just know, see how much he knows about basketball in general. See how much he knows about basketball and see how much he knows about diplomacy. I, I would just like it if he did the old joke where he nudges you and goes, Hey Dan. Your sister's making me hard again. Mm-hmm. It's classic. 
<laughs> I haven't heard it for a long time. <laughs> That's but that was know. a high school. That was a high school every dayer. Oh, I would say, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Br- brutal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I brought uh, that I'm, up. Yeah. I'm sorry too. Sorry. Sorry.